If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. I'm looking forward to this conversation, I must tell you, because like many South Africans, I too am quite a fan of all things e-commerce and perhaps, you know, using quick, easy services that are available online in order to get what I need. So maybe let's start just by understanding the growth of uh, Uber Eats in South Africa, Danielle, uh, and just how significant that's been in recent years. No, so the growth in in Uber Eats has really been significant. I think as everyone would expect, um, COVID-19 played a massive role to to really increase the growth and get more consumers to try platforms like Uber Eats. Um, during COVID, it was a bit more forced. A lot of a lot of consumers did not have another choice, and there were some expectations that potentially the growth rate would decline significantly. You know, post COVID, and it's really been incredible to see that the that the industry is still a sunrise industry. There's so much growth, so many new competitors. So there's a lot more that consumers want in terms of this convenience when they start experiencing it. And the very interesting thing is we don't just see growth in the business and the industry in terms of new users trying it out, but we also see a lot of growth in terms of how users use the platform and how frequently they engage. Mm. So just an example of this, one of our consumers actually placed an order every single day for 365 days of 2023. Whoa. So that really that the frequency of usage is really increasing. In my mind, I'm thinking, what are you ordering on Christmas Day? What are you ordering on Good Friday? But I, I guess that really does speak to the heightened level of uh, uh, participation, right? And purchasing that they have uh, or, or do on these apps. Uh, and that's also intriguing because I'm also keen, maybe if you can, you know, add more color to some of these stats, you know, how often do we order? What do we order? Which cities are, you know, prominent and busy with orders? What do your in, uh, consumer insights reveal? Yeah, so... From a what do we order? Um, very, very interesting. You know, we consistently see the big favorites like pizza, pasta, sushi, beer. And so so that continues to be favorites for, for South Africans. But what is very, very interesting is the massive increase in um, local dishes that's being ordered on the platform. So this includes things like pop, malfa pudding, shakalaka, bunny chows, Gatsby's, Budavors, and you name it. And mm. um, so a massive shift towards local um, and not just the number of orders on these local dishes, but also the number of merchants that actually offers more and more local cuisines on the platform has seen a massive shift, which has been very interesting mm-hmm. um, to see. Another very, very interesting shift is in healthy and vegan options. Sure. Um, and a very interesting insight that we uncovered, which I'm not sure a lot of uh, Capetonians would be happy with, but um, Johannesburg actually overtook Cape Town with the most vegan orders in 2023 and actually placing 23% more vegan orders than the mother, mother city, which is which was a very interesting new insight that we that wow. we saw. Oh, that's interesting. So it almost seems as though, you know, behaviors are changing uh, in terms of, of that influence. Given these spending patterns and trends and even the loyalty that you've highlighted, on average, how much are we spending on Uber Eats in our individual capacities or, you know, overall for the year, uh, given what you've seen? <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually do not have that stat uh, at hand, um, but it really differs, you know, from client to client. And it also differs from from category. So how clients spend on food, so prepared food, um, what and how Uber Eats or where Uber Eats started is very, very different from how clients now spend on groceries, convenience, 
and even liquor. So this is definitely not the average. But um, our biggest order of 2023 was actually liquor. Obviously, no surprise there, given it's <laughs> South Africa. Um, but someone actually placed a liquor order on one day to the amount of 33,000 rand. Um, so I'm sure they had a, pro- a party of some sorts, uh, you know, where they ordered this to. Um, but that just kind of shows the, the massive, you know, range of the type of orders that, that consumers place. Mm. I'm also quite keen to understand, you know, in terms of your rewards program, we're also aware that there have been uh, some incentives that Uber Eats and Uber overall has also provided, uh, you know, just in terms of use uh, and I guess providing a sense of uh, loyalty to uh, to many of of your your customers. Talk to us about how this has worked and progressed. Yeah, so this has really been some of the or one of the um, the biggest I want to say wins of 2023. So we launched a new product in South Africa called Uber One, and the really the need for this product the need for this product came from the from consumers looking for value. You know, with everything that's going on across the world, there's a lot of pressure on consumer spend. So within that, they're looking for value and savings, you know, and especially given a platform like Uber Eats that they started and Uber that they're starting to use on a daily basis. So what this product entails, uh, someone pays 50 Rand a month as a subscription amount and they actually get free delivery. That means no delivery fee, no service fee on any of their orders without any cap in terms of the amount of orders that they can place. They also receive 5% in Uber cash back in their wallet that mm-hmm. they can use across rides and eat on any of their rides that they take. And they also get a, a lot of you know member-only benefits, so exclusive deals for them. And what we've seen, one consumer, again, only paying 50 Rand, actually save um, an average of about 1,100 Rand per month um, after joining Uber One. And that actually accounted to more than 6,000 Rand um, since becoming an Uber One member. So really, really shows the the value that this consumer is getting from this product. Mm. And, and uh, I guess has this also enhanced um, the word that comes to mind is like stickiness, but I guess retention is the appropriate word to use here. Has this enhanced the level of retention uh, in terms of clients and users on your app? 100%. So once a client starts using Uber One and they realize the benefit that the benefits that they get, the savings that they get immediately, um, we see a lot of stickiness in these clients coming back to the platform, but not just stickiness in terms of over months, you know, coming back. We also see a, a big increase in their frequency because it really then becomes part of their daily lives and almost a no-brainer given the savings. Mm-hmm. So we also see a, a a big increase in what we call orders for eaters and um, with these consumers. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's obviously a growing sense of competition, right, uh, uh, Danielle, if we take a look at this, not only because some retailers have really successful uh, delivery platforms and e-commerce uh, platforms, you've also got the likes of Mr. D that you compete with. Uh, help us contextualize, you know, how it is that you've been positioning Uber Eats as just more than just a takeaway uh, platform but uh, what you've described in the past as the food court of a mall uh, and that's actually driving the attractiveness and and retention again that you see from your clients but in other words how are you managing with the competitive environment 
No, 100%. For us, competition is so healthy. It really shows, like I mentioned earlier, the sunrise of this industry and the need for consumers for platforms like Uber Eats. So we really welcome it um, because it really enhances the the overall experience that consumers have and also it makes us better at, at what we do. Um, from an Uber Eats perspective, our real our positioning and differentiator is really about getting almost almost anything. Um, so really trying to deliver on the increased number of use cases that consumers have when it comes to on-demand delivery. So as we've mentioned, really expanding into grocery convenience. Um, and a few things that we that we offer that's very different is in a lot of our cities we offer late night trade, which means we are seeing consumers ordering, you know, between 10 p.m., 12 p.m., sometimes even later, um, 12 a.m. Sorry, and sometimes even later in early morning, you know, specifically for that midnight snack when someone is looking for something or just hungry or haven't thought about something. And um, so, definitely in terms of our operating hours and, and allowing users to order um, a lot, you know, a lot more in in odd times of the day. But then really expanding the use cases. So one of the, the big trends that we saw of last year is the increase in e-cigarettes as a tobacco replacement um, and the amount of consumers that's looking for that alternative on the platform and us adding more merchants that sells it has, again, been that example of how we're expanding into use cases um, where clients are really looking for very interesting products on demand. 100%. Danielle, this has been so informative. I can't wait to find out what happens on Valentine's Day, on other <laughs> holidays like Easter, and maybe other phenomenal specials that you have. And uh, as for that client who ordered something every single day of the year, my mind is still flabbergasted. <laughs> but I guess we'll hear some insights as to what interesting trends that they've been purchasing. But truly appreciate your time, Danielle. We'll have to leave it there for today and looking forward to what 2024 does bring uh, for Uber Eats Sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you. You missed it live. Catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.